Welcome to Tarpod, the podcast for everything talent acquisition and recruitment. We're informative, controversial, and a little bit crazy. Now, please join your hosts and industry leaders, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, Tarpodders. It's Lauren here. And Craig. Welcome to Tarpod today. And today we've got a very special episode. We're here with Rod Sherwood, who's the CEO of CV Check. Welcome, Rod. Good morning or afternoon, depending on where you are. Um, Pleasure to uh, join you today. So, Rod, before we start, look, and often we like to get an understanding of people we're talking to, but just we've got a question. How was someone who's born and bred in south coast of West Australia and and done some kite surfing and kite sailing and other things end up becoming a Swiss citizen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a classic story. (laughs) I do also want to know if Lake Geneva now has a wave pool. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's no, still no wave pools, though. I can say that I probably am the one and only person to have ever surfed on the lakes of Switzerland. Um, happens every now and big storms. Uh, I grew up in an area which is a surfing town, among other things, and came to Perth, spent about 10 years here, and then my wife and I packed in the jobs, bought a one-way ticket, and went to London with a view to seeing the world. We didn't, didn't have jobs before we got there. One thing led to another, and intermittent with passages of travel, we ended up in Switzerland in a lovely town called Neuchatel. It's also a canton. Um, it's about an hour north of Geneva, and we lived there for 14 years. Wow. Uh, I was working for a business called Realsphere, which is a large multinational, probably one of the top 200 companies on the planet. Yeah. They, they deal in information and data. And my wife set up a physio practice there, and we had a, a great life there. We got invited to become Swiss um, at about the 12 14 year mark. People underestimate the two countries. Australia is great in one context and again is a very outdoor style country. Switzerland's great in another context, again as an outdoor country. You know, so for us we spend a lot of time uh, rock climbing and in the mountains, oh, skiing, snowboarding and the like. Mm, and yeah, then in Australia we do the same. Oh, fabulous. I, know, I, loved it. I do love getting out and having a good ski. But anyway, we, we digress. So we were going to have a chat to you about the background screening and all the other services that you guys provide over there at CV Check. So tell us in detail, what exactly is a background screening? Okay, well, I'll go to the very core of this. Essentially, an enterprise, be it government or private, produces some kind of good or service. Yep. And in order to do that, they combine physical inputs like coal, iron ore and that sort of thing and the skills of their people to construct that good or service and get it out into the marketplace. So when you think of it from that perspective, you're combining people and capability sets. So each enterprise needs a collective set of skills and capabilities from its people. Right. And person by person, those skills are what the TA managers of an enterprise actually assemble and maintain with each workforce. Where we come in is we help talent acquisition managers by proving up some of the people skills, attributes and capabilities as they're onboarding and also maintain a record of those skills and attributes and compliance needs as people go through their career in an organisation. And what that does is it frees up the talent acquisition manager to find the quality candidate Mm. and get them into the organisation. The part of that that we do is called background screening. And in essence, we get a high confidence around the identity of a person. Okay. We then 
prove up their capability test. So they may be a qualified accountant. They will be either a CPA or a CA. Mm-hmm. We will look at their professional training, their um, university and skills. We can obtain references for them. And we can also prove up things like they're not a convicted fraudster, yep. don't have a bankruptcy problem, credit and so on and so forth. So we can get a very deep amount of historical data about that candidate. But that doesn't tell you the full picture. And that's where the talent acquisition manager comes in and goes, okay, well, that's great. This person's historical background as an accountant is, is solid. We can prove it all up. But are they the right accountant for this company and this type of industry? And you've been moving more recently away from completely check-based to more like a solutions provider. So how, how does that work? What we're finding is people are coming, companies are coming to us to determine what they can use us for and how can they manage the risk associated with some of their people. Mm. So if we think of it from a really basic viewpoint, identity, we have access to certain databases, which mean we can prove a document issued as an identity document is actually still an issue, not reported lost or stolen. We can do that for a range of them, and then we can create a physical link between that person and that document so that we can know that the person representing that is Joe Bloggs, the accountant, is indeed Joe Bloggs right, and so not Fred Bloggs. Basically, <laughs> um, we, you guys are cutting out a heap of time and saving that for the TAs to get their work done uh, yeah. by doing all of the the factual checks on the, the little stuff that normally takes a TA half a freaking day or more. Correct. That's exactly what happens. And... So that's just to initiate them. Then there's the actual background process of going and getting that data, assembling it, checking it, issuing it, exchanging it with a candidate and making sure it's true and then getting it across to the employer. Mm. That process used to take weeks, if not months. Really? And by and large, it's down to 24 hours now for global reach. Oh, Wow. So, because I remember years ago, you used to fill things out and get to get information. You had to then put it into a certain police body, etc. And each yep. one, each state's got a different body. So, is that all now sort of centralised where you can get that information, or do you still have to go per each state for that sort of stuff? Yeah, there's an assemblage, but basically, there's a, a national body which houses and runs the criminal data set. Okay. You have to, in our case, we have to get accreditation from them in order to be able to access the data set. And that process involves reviews of technology, control processes of information, um, and so on and so forth, background screens on our own people. Mm. Australia and New Zealand also have privacy regimes which are very solid. So when we designed the system at the outset, we thought of privacy at our very core. So each time somebody puts a candidate through our screening process, we have that candidate enabled with their own dashboard whereby CBCheck pushes each certificate and result to that dashboard. That individual sees it each time. And it's up to them then to monitor it so they get notification of when it's been, single bit of information has been viewed Mm. and so on and so forth. So if they engage with the dashboard, they're fully informed. From a corporate viewpoint, the person getting that candidate through our processes and so on, they they can point to that and say, well, actually, you've been shown this information, you've had confirmation by this independent company called CV Check that you are you, you've been enabled with a dashboard and all your information is stored there. So they can view at an individual level all the information that we produce 
which is then shared to the corporate. So from a privacy viewpoint, it's the best of all worlds in the sense that the person is actively engaged at each point of where their data is sitting. That's great. And you're not only working sort of more in a reactive sense with candidates in process, you're now working with clients or organisations with capability mapping um, for that sort of future and and, and current workflow. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So we've got a a very broad reach business. We've got large enterprises which contain a lot of the the most common names that you'll hear in Australia and New Zealand. Right. And multinationals as well, and they range from mining companies through to telcos through to banks and so on. And each of those companies has different core capability sets, but what we help them with is we interpret the compliance standards and risk standards around background screening and what are the base criteria that you're looking to fulfil. And there's a generic set of standards which cover that, so we can set up across all of those entities, we can set up a, a core base level of here's your minimum requirements for screening. Mm. And they will entail identity, criminal history, and references. Yep. So which you guys, often the talent acquisition manager, will actually do a verbal reference and then back it up with a questionnaire set like we have, so they've yep. got a written record. And then it has qualifications where they'll confirm the qualification is an issue. So those base requirements will generally stretch across all of industry. And then there are other instances where in addition to those or complementing those, you need to look at the particular role the person's in. A truck driver working for, say, toll or a logistics company, you will also want to know, do they have their heavy-duty yep. license? But also, are they, is that license still an issue? So and why would they want to know that? Well, if a truck driver has an accident, is found to be at fault, is using the company's vehicle and creams a few people, then you've got a very large problem for that organisation, that driver and the safety issues concerned. So there's a fair bit so, of compliance that sits in there too. Yeah, so, so companies come to us and, and often what we see is in these compliance and risk areas of a company, um, you'll see turnover of staff. So they're regularly losing the built-up knowledge in the organisation and they come to us to just embed that organisation knowledge through setting up solution bundles of checks that fit each job role. So we've got a number of organisations now which use us to set up the by job role and, and seniority in the organisation and risk, what checks do they need for different types of role. Yeah, and, look, and being in the HR tech or technology-driven industry, you'd be in constant yep. state of development and, and adding improvements or even looking for uh, a strategy that may add value on top of what you're already doing. So future plans for CV Check, where do, where do you see them headed, Rod? Well, CV Check, I think now we've, we've evolved the business from being one where we're selling checks and you look at the name CV Check, it, mm. it says kind of what we do, but we evolved beyond that. So yep. we are looking at language work that we need to do to describe better the solution sets that we provide. But looking at the company more generically, we've got a 15 million person employment market in Australia and we're only yeah. screening around 200, 250,000 people each year. So it's a big market. So we've got a long, yeah, we've got a long way to go before we're looking at a market that's saturated. Yep. Um, there's a lot of education work still required across large enterprise and medium-sized enterprise on 
the ability to manage people risk in the way that we do. We've got a lot of work on educating the Australian New Zealand market and a lot of opportunities present out of that. So at our very core, we're going to stick to our knitting. Mm-hmm. But to the challenge that we face now is to make what we do more available to more of industry. And one of the ways that we're doing that is working with HR tech vendors to make CV Check available as a microservice in their back-end systems. So that if you're on a page-up people or a snap hire in New Zealand mm-hmm. or a job adder, then you can pull down CV Check and get it installed into your organisation and embed it into your workflows yeah. for the management of your people. So look, at, at, I was at RecFest and so was Lauren and Colin delivered a, a really interesting piece around digital identity. And before I say that, yep. I must also mention that CV Check won the best table there and supporting the Venus Space F Lifesaving Club. And it was an amazing look you guys had. It was, it was great, great there. But in yep. terms of digital identity, where, you, where do you see that going? It's a, it's a really important question and issue, actually. Digital identity is one whereby governments would like people to have digital ID. Yep. And chip, there could a be... chip under your skin? Yeah, a little microchip. Well, <laughs> yeah, or maybe a tattoo on the back of your neck that they yeah. can, oh, they can just scan a barcode over. <laughs> um, but I think that part of that comes with that, that desire for the efficiencies and everything that it could bring and potentially the security help that it could bring to each individual, going hand in hand with that is the requirement to bring the individuals along the path so that they know how to manage that digital ID. Right. And without that, and without that deep involvement of the individual, it's going to flounder. And I I think that at this stage, yes, I think Cole's insight is is correct in that these types of of uses of information are becoming available and, and indeed now... You know, if you look at just your Apple phone or your um, Samsung phone, mm. digital identity is embedded in a lot of those how do I get into this thing and start using it processes. It's becoming more ubiquitous, but I think that the application of identity in a way that benefits the individual is still not there. And I, I think that both industry and government, as well as individuals, need a bit of a power and get on the same page before they just roll us out. I really do see opportunity for individuals to benefit from it. But I equally see great opportunity for abuse. And you see that kind of abuse in the types of scandals that emerge on social media discussions with Facebook and so on. Sure. Where a person's hash or their their pattern around the web is able to be picked up by organisations, but the individual doesn't know that they have it. It's not Mm. thrust into their face to say, hey, we're using your hash. We know everything about you. So I think the digital ID, it's coming, no doubt about it. It's probably a juggernaut that's unstoppable. But I, I do think that there's a lot of work needs to be done educating and working with the populace so that it doesn't become a menace. Yeah, I agree with that. And there also needs um, some sort of governance there as well. If uh, for some reason you get something coming up against your name and your profile, that isn't actually you. Yeah, and that's why with our system where you have the dashboard, as an individual user, you can see and go, hey, hang on a second, that record is wrong. Right. Mm. That's good. I have definitely not gone bankrupt. Mm. But it sounds like with your uh, with your platform that the, each individual has access to, there's a, a strong opportunity to pick that up early in the process? 
Yes, and therefore they can engage with the employers and yeah. say, hey, look, that's not me. Yeah. Okay. And CV Check is a company, they're finding that talent acquisition is looking more to your industry for the lead and for a system that works. And, and with this platform, I guess that's, that's a really long way down the, down the path for them. And TA would see this as a as really comforting way to go. Well, it, it, it takes a whole bunch of burden off the, off the TA team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think, if you think of it, you, you're saving yourself uh, the hassle of going to a multitude of different windows to get and confirm information mm. yeah. about a candidate when really what you want to know is, okay, have they done all the things that they've said? Yes, you want to know that. Yeah. B, are they going to be the right person for this job? And you're doing your interviewing and so on and so forth. You finally select the right candidate. And if you've then got to go out and do the screening, it's then standing between you and that person actually working and starting to produce the goods and services for that company. Mm. Now, we've had plenty of instances where we've learned that a person was required on-site onto, say, a Northwest gas shelf project, and the opportunity cost of that person not being on-site was fifty dollars to $100,000 a day. Right. Oh. Where we come in is our expertise and what we do means we can speed up that process massively compared to a person inside an organisation doing it on their own, and it comes at a cost of 100 or $200. Yeah. Now, so the opportunity in using us is that you just take away those sorts of mm. high-cost things um, that result from delays in getting information confirmed. Time saving and before money the is immeasurable having you guys on board by the sounds of it because you can always move on to your next TA uh, job to yeah. fill because you've always got them there. So that's yep. always a good it's a thing. process for you guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's easy to get into the scandalous stories that are out there, but really <laughs> what people are, people don't get any more honest. But the, the number of those sorts of people, you see the frequency is high of, of those sorts of things in the news media and stuff. But when you get down to the, to the full picture of 10,000 candidates, mm. the number of those really dishonest people is very narrow and small. Yeah. Um, so really what you're talking about is doing the screening for mix of insurance, making sure that they're all the things that they say, but also for speed and value, you know, getting that person into your workforce faster so that they can start contributing to the company or enterprise goal much quicker. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we enable. And where we, where we help a little bit is give the trust in those facts about the person. And that helps the TA focus on the, okay, do I have a quality candidate? Out of these five, which is the one? I think that's a really important point, that trust piece because it, it is a major part of the recruitment process and it's nigh on impossible from sitting in front of someone to, to be able to have a level of comfort that, that takes you through to that trust piece. And so the solution that CV Check provides is something that TA teams you know, across Australia and New Zealand really need to look at to work out what they can free up in terms of time and in terms of resource to focus on the face-to-face stuff that, that they do so well. More than anything, we've got this, this way to bring the individual candidate and the company together into a position of trust quicker. Yeah. And, and that's really powerful in terms of what it can do for a workforce. And, and on that note, Rod, we're probably going to end it here today, but thank you so much for the insights of CV Check. And like we said, from a talent acquisition perspective, anyone who's listening, make sure that you look up CV Check, get a demo, understand what they do, what their capability is, and how it might work for your business. So once again, Rod, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Lauren. Very insightful. And uh, the time savings incredible. It certainly is.
Quite a quite a world of difference in these last fifteen years or so. Not really wrong now. That's a goodbye from me. And bye from me, everybody. And thanks, Rob. We'll speak to you again soon. This episode of Tarpod has been verified by CV Check, the experts in background screening across Australia and New Zealand. Thanks for listening to Tarpod. Please don't forget to subscribe and look out for upcoming podcasts.